What's going on, everybody? You've got the card board coach here with your boy, Coach Go. And team, we, today we've got a very special guest on the podcast here today. We've got Rux Cards, a.k.a. Michael Rucker. How you doing today, man? Doing good, Coach. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, excited to see what we've got to talk about today. I'm excited to to jump into this. Uh, you are my first MLB player on the podcast, so welcome. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, first of all, I don't know how many people know that you're into cards. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, my collecting journey really started when I was a kid. Um, I collected Pokemon cards as a kid. Love that. Um, I have very distinct memories of trading Pokemon cards on the bus. I remember I had like a starter deck with like a hollow Machamp that I was like riding my bike to my friend's house. And I like fell off my bike and I had it in my hand and like protected my hand, but ruined the hollow foil. Like still have that card somewhere, but um, yeah, Pokemon cards was the start for me and kind of with COVID kind of a similar story to a lot of people who are in the hobby now kind of rediscovered it, uh, rediscovered the passion for collecting and um, you know, my collectings ventured into, you know, sports, yeah. you know, baseball, hockey, football, um, basketball as well. So, um, I'm happy to be a part of this community and be a collector and, um, get to know everybody within the community as well. We're lucky to have you. And I want to dive into some of the stuff that you collect, but first I want to know a little bit more about the origin. Like where does, so we get Pokemon. Do we ever get into like Yu-Gi-Oh Digimon? Like, or, or do we, just I had, I had some, Pokemon? I had some Yu-Gi-Oh cards for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I watched a lot of those like shows like growing up as well um, between like the, you know, the first, you know, Pokemon show, Pokemon movie. Like I had um, Pokemon gold on my Game Boy Color, Love like it. all that kind of stuff. So I was was definitely and, you know, Pokemon still has a special place in my heart. Um, you know, as much as much as I love, you know, sports and yeah. like kind of consider myself a jock. I'm equally part a nerd, too. So I I feel the same way, uh, especially because I went the Pokemon. I went like hard into Yu-Gi-Oh, especially because there was like this whole dueling element. And like I was getting a little older and I had like more autonomy. And so like I was entering tournaments and like I was like, man, if I put like money into this, like I can actually like win stuff, you know, versus for me, Pokemon card collecting was just it was just that it was just collecting. Like I never actually aside from like the Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy, like I never actually played uh, like po with Pokemon cards, you know? So for me, it was, uh, it was definitely like Pokemon, then Yu-Gi-Oh! And then, you know, somewhere down the line, I ventured into, like in Canada, we have Tim Hortons. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so like, I got into like hockey cards at a very like low floor, right? It was like a dollar a pack, like three cards. And, and uh, I even inherited like my parents, uh, well, I say my parents, literally my mom, my mom collected hockey cards. And she would do like full sets. And so for me, collecting was always like set collecting. It was always like full sets. I had no problem collecting like the lower end stuff because it was a lot easier to assemble. Um, for sure. So yeah, it's 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 interesting to hear like some of uh, your start and, and how it's similar to, I'm sure a lot of people's start in the hobby. Talk to me yeah. a little bit about like, so as a collector, 
and you know having the opportunity to play with people who you i mean could collect like how is that for you yeah um i i would say like when i first uh my first like month i guess um after i made my major league debut which was in 2021 by the way um it was always like especially some of the bigger name guys and guys that were kind of a little bit on their way out like um facing Buster Posey for the yes. first time, facing, you know, Albert Pujols for the first couple of times, uh, just kind of feeling a little bit of that starstruck feeling. You know, these are guys that I've watched like all throughout, you know, even going far back as early high school yeah. um, for me. So to be able to share the field with them in that capacity, like, um, you know, is surreal in and of itself, but, you know, to be able to, you know, have a relationship with people that, you know, I'm able to collect their card. It gives me another reason specifically with baseball cards, like to collect versus, you know, what some other people might have. So like, you know, I, I do collect teammates. Like if I'm in a, you know, top tops, Chrome break, like I'm not afraid to like pick the Cubs, like in a break, like it's fun to be able to have cards or share with people or, you know, especially like, I don't know if I forget exactly who, makes these videos but they'll take the the action shot and they'll I know try to like exactly go yeah, they go, yeah, yeah they'll yeah. go back to try to figure out exactly you know yeah. what that's from so to see you know kind of some of those especially with my teammates i'm like i know exactly what game that's from like <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of a cool aspect um you know that i'm able to appreciate maybe a little bit more than you know, the casual fan or sports card collector. That is so cool. And I never even thought about that with some of the action shots. Like the fact that you could actually like picture that moment. I'm sure like if you're a fan, you might be able to picture that moment. You know, if it's a distinct moment, you know, uh, we've got Kevin Kiermaier here. He's always making crazy catches. And like we had Pilar too. And a lot of his action shots are of like his dives. But I mean, you might be able to see an everyday catch and be like, oh, I know exactly. Like, I I, I can remember that like it was yesterday. So that's really cool. Talk to me about, is it just sports cards? Is it memorabilia as well? Um, I have a little bit of memorabilia. Nice. Um, I actually, you know, you kind of see my little, I call this my card corner that I'm in. This is the amount of my house that my wife is <laughs> so you can have this section of the house like this is where you can kind of do your thing and you know kind of celebrate you know some of the things and passions that that you care about but um I do have a couple of memorabilia items um within reach of me so I'm gonna try yeah. to try yeah. to pull some stuff out so um this is, these are kind of unique, but these are um, my first strikeout ball. And so it's got the, you know, the, like the little love authentication that. thing. And then this is the first pitch that I had ever thrown in a big league game. So my, um, so that's something that's kind of cool that MLB does for pitchers that have their debut. You know, they have their first pitch, their first strikeout, um, you know, authenticate the ball, all that kind of stuff. And then um, something cool that my um, that our club that our clubhouse manager did um, for our first year is have a sign ball from everybody, um, including myself. Maybe you can see kind of yeah. some of, Ian Hap is there on the top. I see it. Mine is mine is right there. 
So just, you know, there's Wilson Contreras somewhere on here, Jason Hayward, you know, a lot of guys that um, are good leaders, good mentors to me, um, you know, my first year in the big leagues. Was Brian, um, so to Brian, be able to, was Brian still there? No. So oh. that's kind of, that's, that's kind of a, um, a fun story in and of itself with my debut. Um, that kind of is its own little story. I'm yeah. Not sure if you exactly want to get into it. Yeah. yeah I don't, I, but, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down if you are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my debut was probably the saddest day for Chicago Cubs fans because Anthony Rizzo got traded. Chris Bryant got traded. Javi Baez got traded. Craig Kimbrell got traded. So all these guys that, you know, these fans have, you know, such, you know, intense connections with, you know, to see them all go away, you know, at that time, they were, you know, hitting towards the end of their arbitration period, you know, not sure if they're going to resign, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I was one of the replacements at that time that got <laughs> called up as they were, as they were traded away. Um, so as the city of Chicago was mourning, um, it was, you know, arguably one of the best days of my life to be able to, you know, pitch in a major league game and did not get the fanfare that, you know, that my wife certainly thinks that I deserved. Uh, yeah. That's kind of like her chip on her shoulder, like uh, got super late notice. And actually at that point in time, they had what was called the, um, like the travel squad. So during like COVID, if somebody ended up getting COVID, then you could like pull somebody up and activate them. Um, so that's all I was told by my AAA manager when we were going up, that we're on the taxi squad. And then it wasn't until five o'clock before the game, they're like, yep, you're activated. Like trades went through, like thought you're going to be, but it wasn't official until two hours before the game. So thankfully my wife was there, but she was the only, the only family that I had there for my debut. Two hours before the game. Yeah. That is wild, especially because pitchers have like a pretty comprehensive like warm up, you know, and like uh, the mm -hmm. you guys are pretty structured. Yeah. So like, Worked out, practiced with the team or whatever, but um, it wasn't until, yeah, a couple hours before that, you know, you're activated, you're available, like, put on the jersey, here's jersey number 59, um, which I did not get to choose, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take any number, you know, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about get coming into an MLB game and, like, facing Albert Pujols. Like, how, you know, like, how, I mean, aside from the starstruck, like, how are you feeling? Um, so what I try to do is just simplify it as much as I can. It's really the same game that I've played, you know, since I was, you know, four or five years old playing coach pitch. Um, there's so much preparation and practice and, um, you know, attention to detail that goes into that moment. And so just trying to trust that and, um, rely on that and just do what I've practiced to do. Just worry about hitting the glove, executing a pitch. It's not a time to work, work on technique or yeah. like that, that stuff's already over done with. Like it's, it's time to get somebody out, time to compete, kind of, you know, turn it on, find that extra gear. Um, definitely a crowd of 40,000 people definitely helps like find that extra gear for sure. Um, especially when you're on little sleep and you're traveling from, you know, one time zone to another and, you know, 
we play 162 games in a season. So to be able to, you know, kind of stick with it whenever that phone rings in the bullpen, just know like, okay, when it's my name, like it's time to go, it's time to get ready. I need this pitch, this pitch, and that pitch dialed in. I know these are the three hitters, like at a minimum that I'm going to face, like, let's go. Um, at that point, it's just, you know, trying your best and executing pitches. Results happen, you know. There's a lot within baseball that it's hard to control. You could have a bad day and good results or, you know, a good day and bad results. So it's that's kind of what makes the game of baseball so beautiful is everybody on any given day has a chance, um, which is great for fans to be able to see. And it gives all of us who thinks, you know, we've made it or, you know, times are good. It's it can be a humbling experience sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I feel like relief pitchers are a different beast. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you guys, it's, it's all so sporadic. Like I, you know, you talk about being prepared and of course like you have to be prepared. And this is like decades of you honing in on your craft and, and being like the best version of you. That's kind of led you to this point. And this is why you have these opportunities in the first place, but you have no idea like when you're going in there, you know, like you could be the, the setup man in the sixth or in the fifth or whatever, but, like if your pitcher has a bad day, like you're out there in, in the second or in the third, right? Like it's uh-huh. like in between, in, like in the middle of an inning, first out, you're like, no, nope, we're going to switch it up. And you're like, all right, let's do this. I got to give it my best, like on, on the fly. Mm-hmm. And I have a tremendous amount of respect. I mean, obviously I have a tremendous re- amount of respect for the fact that you made it to the MLB and are consistently playing the MLB. But you know, the fact that uh, all the things that you have to, to, go through on a daily basis during your, like at your job is just, it's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's easy to get like, I guess the thought or whatever that it's only three outs. You've only got to get three outs, but you have to get three outs right when I tell you to, regardless of whether you're ready for it or not. So you try to be on your toes ready, but it's, it's hard to stay locked in for nine straight innings and, you know, we try to get a read on the game, try to keep things light in the bullpen with the guys and conversations, but you can kind of get a read. And when this, either when the starter's going good or it's not going good and you know, all hands on deck kind of situation, but yeah, um, you know, every day is a, a new challenge and, you know, that's kind of what's beautiful about it too, is you can have, you know, one bad day and you're potentially you're like right on the mound the next day. So that's kind of the, beauty of being a relief pitcher is um, being able to kind of right your wrongs pretty, pretty quickly, as opposed to a starter having to wait, you know, five days to really mull it over, think about yeah. it in their midweek bullpens and all that. But yeah. Talk to it me. It's a different animal. Oh, for sure. for sure. For sure. How about, so, I mean, do you collect prospects? Do you collect like Cubs prospect? Do you ever like go down and, and see like, maybe like your boys that, that you used to be with in the minors or, or guys that you're like, oh, I think he's a little special. Yeah. So I think when, if I was coming up, I would have a, a lot better like tell yeah. on that. Yeah. But with where I'm at, you know, triple a big leagues, um, uh, it's hard to keep your pulse on the guys that are, you know, those hidden gems, hidden treasures. Like that's true. Um, I'm a, a little more, you know, disconnected. I think the Cubs have, you know, a great infielder in Matt Shaw. I think he's going to be something special. Um, 
you know, being able to see him. We actually had our fan fest in Chicago um, about a week ago. Yeah. So to be able to see um, him, how kind of he conducts himself just as a professional, um, really, really impressive individual. Can't wait to see what he does as he progresses through double AA, A, triple A, um, and hopefully the big leagues here soon. Um, but yeah, there's, there's guys that, you know, if I'm ripping open a packs and, you know, see like, Oh, I played with this guy. Like, That's... you know, it's kind of a, it's almost like a reminder, almost like flipping through a yearbook, yeah. but way more current. Yeah. Like, oh, they're, they're in this Jersey now. <laughs> um, you know, with being a reliever, you know, guys usually sign shorter term contracts yeah. and kind of bounce around a little bit more too. So it's harder to kind of keep in touch with all those guys. But at the same time, like you're in the trenches with them, like you kind of have that shared bond. So to be able to rip a pack and see, you know, guys, you think about um, kind of takes you down memory lane a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, between the being able to see the action shots and like the actual people on the cards, I feel like ripping baseball cards would be like a hell of an experience for you. Yeah, for sure. But you also collect other things. And one of the things that you yes. talked about specifically is hockey cards. And I want to know right. how how you got into hockey cards because there's not there's nothing wrong with it because, you know, I love hockey. Uh, <laughs> But it's just not every day that I talk There's, to an MLB yeah. pitcher that, that collects hockey cards. So talk to me a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think my love for hockey in general started with the Seattle Kraken, you know, coming into town. Um, there's just a large amount of hype. And um, I've got a brother-in-law who was a Blackhawks fan, grew up in Chicago, but lives, you know, close to us now. Um so I, you know, paid attention to this hockey thing and go into a number of games. Like I can say without a doubt as a fan, it's one of my favorite sports to watch in person. There's just, um, just the amount of action, um, you know, following the puck, uh, you know, I've learned an incredible, a lot about just the game and how to follow it. And obviously like the different players that are, you know, that are popular and yeah. that are doing well and, um, some of the teams, some of the history of the game. So the Kraken coming to Seattle was definitely a catalyst for that. And as a collector already, you know, seeing that hockey cards are, you know, one of the more affordable yeah. sports in terms of like what to rip and seeing like, you know, upper deck, you know, series one, like that was last year's series one with like Matty Beneers. Like that was kind of like the first product that I was like, okay, like I'm going to be starting to chase like cracking cards in here. I love that. Like try to get some my veneers. Like obviously like he was, um, you know, the rookie trophy winner. Yeah. Um, Calder. Don't but I got you. The Calder. Yeah, I, yeah, I got you. I was, I knew Calder, but I didn't want to say it and get it wrong because there's <laughs> so worry. many other trophies. Don't worry. Like don't Norris worry. trophy and whatever, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Listen, so, you've already still, gained my respect for it. being you already gained my respect for being for being a hockey fan. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and um being on whatnot and kind of going into some breaks, like I found um like Money Moose breaks, which she doesn't like an amazing job. Uh, like I got into um a couple breaks of the cup and like hit some big cards. Nice. Like, so that so between the Kraken having early success and breaks, 
Um, it was like, okay, like this is awesome. Upper Deck does such a good job with like patches and yeah. game use stuff. Um, so between Upper Deck as a product, watching hockey in person, you know, having players that I'm excited about and a team that I can that I can root for, um, just has continued to fuel my enjoyment and and love for hockey. I love that. Kraken patches are nasty too, man. Like they've quickly become like one of the. I think Blackhawks patches are probably top. And then for me, it's like maybe either Predators or or Kraken that would probably come second. Just because if you hit like that eye, that would it's that's a disgusting patch. Mm-hmm, for sure, absolutely. That's awesome. What uh, what did you hit? I hit, um, so it's a little bit unfortunate, the whole Kirill Kaprizov situation with his rookie cards in the cup, because he's the only guy that's got a sticker. So I hit a tribute, um, RPA. So it was like the 0506, like the Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, like look to it. Yeah. Um, out of 10. Um, and it has an absolutely like sick patch to it. Um, I actually, I'm going to pull it out for you. This guy's got it with him. I do. I was, so as part of like the Cubs con experience, I was able to bring a sports card vendor to Cubs con. So it was the first time that they had sports cards at this fan fest, which I thought was like actually pretty, pretty wild that they didn't have, um, you know, sports cards there I know. to begin with. Yeah. Um, but it was such a big hit. I was able to do some breaks with, uh, it's, his name's Brad, but he's with underground case breaks. Um, he's been breaking on Facebook for a really long time. Um, you know, probably since like 2016. So kind of the early days of considered the early days of yeah. online breaking. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's um, but that nasty. is it. With a wild patch. Number to 10. Number to 10. It is. Yep. Number two out of 10. I don't know if it's focusing in, but. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's nasty. So that's. Yeah. So that was. That was a Money Moose uh, exclusive pull from her. So. um, Yeah. Between that, Kraken, and everything in between kind of fueled the excitement and, and chase for really cool hockey cards. I love that. I'm really excited to be able to chase Bedard cards <laughs> here with Series Two coming up. Everyone, everyone, have you seen every single? Yep. Have you seen what the SP is doing right now? It's bananas. I saw your um, your most recent uh, little Instagram reel on it. It's and, yeah. And, and just, just for just for context, the the McDavid in a PSA ten is probably like six hundred bucks. You know, like. And so uh, there's a lot of people who have been collecting hockey cards for a while that are like, what is going on with this card? Like, and I don't know if it's because there's so many people who are excited about Bedard and like, it's like his only card in a Blackhawks uniform. The fact that it, you know, it might just be a perfect storm. The fact that it's so early, the fact that uh, he looks as good as he does at 18, the fact that uh, the the population on that card is probably going to be pretty low you know, it'll probably be less than a hundred by the time the dust settles based on the fact that it just doesn't grade well. And, um, and the fact that there's just not a ton of them out there. I, 
I have no idea what's going to happen with that card, but I, I every time I see a completed sale over, I mean, quite frankly, like 2K and up, I'm like, this is bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. I don't even know what. And the mm-hmm. fact that there's going to be a one of one chase during series two for his rookie, like I, I can't even imagine if that thing is. Yeah, big, they they started putting one in ones in in those upper deck like uh, flagship sets, which which is awesome. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, team. You hear you heard it here first. He's going to be competing with you for series for for the one of one guards. You better get ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll Do see. That. Do you have any of your own stuff, like cards-wise? Um, yeah, so um, I had, as a prospect, um, in 2017, Panini Elite Extra Edition. So that's like Panini's non-licensed version yeah. of like like Bowman. Yeah. Um, so I had, you know, that set, which like... If you try to buy a box now, like compared to other years, it's ridiculous because there's Ronald Acuna in that set, as well as Julio Rodriguez is in that set. Um, O'Neal Cruz is in that set. Like, it's kind of shocking for like a prospect, like checklist, like how many people made it to the big leagues and like have absolutely killed it in the big leagues. Um, They also have like some crazy, uh, like, USA 15U, like 15-year-old signing autographs, like in these packs. Wow. They're like, oh yeah, that 15-year-old made it to the big leagues. That 15-year-old <laughs> made it to the big leagues. Like, like whoever Panini had for baseball, like to evaluate talent, like yeah, they should be hired by a team to be a scout. By the, like, by the MLB, exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what Tops is doing now. They're just signing everyone at like 14. They're like, screw it, we're just gonna sign everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I actually, so something cool that the, between the MLB Players Association and Fanatics did, um, I don't know if you were able to see any of this, but they had this athlete immersion kind of program that they took athletes in, kind of showed them a little bit of behind the scenes, like almost a little bit of a job shadow internship, learn more about Fanatics. Um, So that took place in early November. And when I saw an email about it, I was like, I have to like sign up like this is right up my alley. Like, um, you know, and it was right around the time that the world series was, you know, wrapping up. I don't think as many players like knew about it or or expressed interest, but they're like, yeah, you're good to go. Like you, your application has been approved. Like we're going to send you down to LA. Um, So I was able to see and experience like all the stuff that fanatics has like in LA with their like collectibles, got a chance to meet and talk with Mike Mahan, who's the head of fanatics collectibles. Um, you know, Nick Bell, who's with fanatics live, like he's yeah. kind of running that show um, and doing a really good job with that, making sure that the talent there is, you know, top notch and the product comes through really well. And then um, it kind of all culminated with a dinner at Michael Rubin's house in LA. So be able to like, kind of like share a meal with him and like just have him ask us questions about like us as athletes and like what we see and for him to like pick my brain specifically, like as an athlete that collects, like, yeah, like what kind of draws me, like some of the same questions that you're asking me, like to be able to kind of answer, facilitate those, like, um, you know, was, you know, once kind of a once in a lifetime experience to be able to meet with somebody who has that much influence over the hobby and the direction that's going, especially with all the licenses that they're yeah. going to be acquiring. Um, as 
it's incredible what, you know, fanatics and what they're doing, like with athlete relationships. Um, and you're seeing that with the LeBron James yep. and Bronny James cards. You're seeing that with the Tom Brady stuff. Um, so I, I think that's definitely his secret sauce is, you know, the athlete relationships. Dude, it sounds like you're living the dream, you know, like you're playing the MLB, you're here, they're, they're bringing you along for the, the, your hobby too. It's like, it's like a match made in heaven on both sides. Yeah. And that's, you know, something that I wanted to do more of is kind of turn this hobby and passion of mine, like into a business, like take it, you know, kind of those relationships that I've been able to um, build and the networking that I've been able to have you know, to be able to create something cool out of that, whether that's a hobby shop, whether that's, um, you know, creating content, you know, whatever it might be like, uh, that's something that I'm very interested in going forward. I love that, man. Uh, the rookie debut patches, uh, they just started last year and I'm a, a good chunk of rookies are, you know, debut actually every day, every rookie's debuting now with a, a, a sleeve, do you wish that you that happened to you? You know, like how cool would that be? Yeah, that would that would have been pretty cool, for sure. Um, you know, I was a couple years too early for that, but at the same time, like I wouldn't trade my <laughs> my two years of for sure, you know, big league time and service for you know a patch card. But um, yeah, it's it's a really cool thing to have, and you know, to see athletes, um, other players, like post cool things about like when they sign certain cards yeah. or um, I think um, I wasn't sure if, if you did a video on MJ Melendez and like yeah. him with his like yeah. tops dynasty stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so to be able to see just more athletes as they, you know, get involved in signing and realize like the hype that's there in the hobby, like I'm, I'm hoping that more people do get interested and want to collect Yes, their own stuff because it you know means a lot to them personally, kind of as an accomplishment. But you know to collect other people as well. Yeah, there's just there's so many athletes at this point across so many different sports. Like Giannis has shown his collection off. You got like MJ uh, Melendez. You've got Bobby Wood Jr., who's like very like the partner with PSA. Julio, who's like constantly showing off cards. Corbin Carroll too. Um, mm -hmm. AJ Dillon has a dedicated card page. Like there's just so many athletes that are, I think like truly passionate about like Cole, Cole Anthony's massive Pokemon collector, you know, like there's just so many athletes and, uh, you know, as someone who has watched sports his whole life, uh, you know, played sports, not obviously to a competitive level like you guys, but to, to have the ability to share something with people that you, you know, watch on a regular basis, who you admire, who you respect, uh, I think it means a lot to, you know, not just myself, but like people in the market, the fact that like you are so accessible and that like there's something that connects all of us is just like, it's surreal. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts about the hobby is being able to interact with, you know, people at card shows or, uh, you know, people on social media, just to be able to have that type of interaction and, kind of realized like, yeah, we like, I am accessible. Like this is something that, you know, that I hope that I can bond over with, like with fans, like not just to, you know, boost my platform or gain yeah. more followers, but just 
to facilitate those conversations and relationships. Like that's, that's what gives me the most joy about the hobby. Like collecting is great. Like I love being able to display different pieces in my collection or, you know, kind of flex or show off like some of the cool <laughs> things that I have. Like that, that's part of it for sure. You yeah. Know, there, of course. There's a reason in, why in your, in your corner, in your figures. corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like take you, let me take you to my corner and show you my collection. Um, yeah, but just to be able to kind of have those, you know, conversations, interactions and, you know, meet with people and, you know, see people at shows that, you know, you, you've done deals with or, you know, that's that's what it's all about. I think, you know, it's just a way for like us as humans to, you know, bond over something like to to get closer to another and, you know, something besides, you know, just just staring or scrolling through an Instagram thing like to be able to go out there, have something tangible that you're connecting with people with. is just, it's, it's awesome. I couldn't agree more, man. Michael brother. I want to thank you so much for jumping on here. Uh, how can more people, you know, pitch you cracking cards or, you know, like if they, if they have a Bedard or, uh, you know, another patch card, you might be interested in, or, you know, maybe they just want to talk to you about the MLB experience. Where can they contact you? Where can they you know, maybe they don't want to buy your jersey. <laughs> but why don't you just uh, plug yourself here? Go for it. Yeah, for sure. So I do have a separate dedicated um, Instagram that I'm slowly trying to build. You know, obviously, um, training, getting prepared for another season is number one priority. But, of course. Um, you know, beh- behind that, something that with my free time that I want to be able to do is kind of build that page and kind of get myself out there. But my Instagram page for card collecting is rucks underscore cards. And um, so that's probably the best spot to reach me to, you know, whether to facilitate or ask about any um, trades or, you know, hockey stuff, baseball stuff, you know, pretty much any sport. Um, you know, I've got a pretty good knowledge base on, on all those different sports and have my different players that I PC for sure. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to growing that. And I appreciative of the opportunity to be able to talk with you and meet you. And, and, uh, it's been fun hanging out today. It's been, uh, it's been my pleasure, man. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the cardboard coach. Please go follow rucks underscore cards and, uh, all the information will be down below. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Coach Co, Michael Rucker, we're out of here. Peace.